On today's episode of Locked On 76, as we take a quick look back to the game on Saturday, NBA Rivalry Week, Embiid versus Jokic, and what a show it was. We'll break it down right here next, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePay. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKEDON. What's good, D? What's going on, man? Hey, not a bad weekend here in town, man. Not a bad weekend at all. That's what's going on. Yeah, it's a great weekend for, a great weekend for Philly. Yeah, no question about it, man. Uh, so we'll break it down on the basketball side. The football team gets to the Super Bowl. We got a lot to talk about, man. Welcome, everybody. You are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner right here, always next to me, man. Uh, Keith Pompey, Sixers Beat Writer for the Enquirer.com. We thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available wherever you get your podcasts on all platforms right here, including on YouTube. Well, Keith, as mentioned, great weekend. Eagles advance to the Super Bowl. Sixers in a big matchup Thursday, Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock start time against the Denver Nuggets with Nikola Jokic and Embiid as the uh, focal point, of course, of the matchup. Two superstars in this league going head-to-head. And, uh, man, it really lived up to the expectation. We'll get to that. We'll get to our matchups that we want to keep an eye on uh, a little bit later and in the second segment he we need to talk about um, what they need to do really to just simply keep this momentum going and not let up against a team like the Orlando Magic coming in town for two uh, on this two-game series Monday and Wednesday not letting up against a bad team a talented team but just a bad team overall but uh listen man that's all everyone wanted to talk about was the Embiid thing uh, versus Jokic we knew that's how the ESPN put it together that way right arrivals week what what kind of crazy week it was Wednesday Ben Simmons and the Nets come to town that was a, a fun game uh, and on Saturday it was more of the head-to-head again with Embiid when it comes to the Nikola Jokic angle the two-time MVP the last two years and be the two-time runner-up both years behind Nikola Jokic and there were a lot of arguments as to why Joel Embiid should have won the MVP no disrespect to Nikola Jokic, but just simply that he was just as good and, and more, as deserving of the award as Nikola Jokic. When they go head to head, they don't really put up huge numbers against one another, but they have decent games against each other. And it's always a really good showdown. And this one, Keith, Joel Embiid left no doubt that this was one that he really, really, really wanted to play well in. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, 47-18. I mean, he took over in the third quarter. You know, I mean, but, you know, it's one of those things where if you're going to be real with yourself, I mean, it's like Jokic can't guard him. I mean, he's not a, a good defender, so he can't guard him. So, you, you, I mean, you expect Embiid to come out on fire, but at the same, um, but at the same time, you know, it was – he just dominated. I, I think what it was is, to me – 
was it was one of those things where Joel Embiid was able to show a national TV audience in a big moment of what he's capable of doing. You know, typically people look at what these two guys bring to the table, but it's weird. It's hard to compare it because Embiid is a scorer. Jokic is a distributor. You know, he fills up a stat sheet. But on this particular day, I think everyone saw what Embiid brings to the table, and he did it against him. So I think that right now, Embiid should be the front runner for MVP based off of what he did, and everyone saw it. You know what I'm saying? I, I think it should. And this is more reminiscent to me of not really last year, but the year before that when Embiid was terrorizing the league, but he just couldn't stay healthy and he missed so many games to whereas people said, oh, he would have been the MVP if he would have played more games. You know what I mean? So I look at it like right now he's playing more games and this right now shows that he's the MVP of, of the league or at least the MVP front runner. Well, interesting, you know, because uh, not just one game, but of course the one game against the guy that everybody talks about is the favorite over him. And to put that type of number up, 47 and 18 is 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 crazy. And and uh, for me, uh, while we were in the in the arena and then I had to do post game and all the one thing that really stood out for me with this whole thing was we saw the 59 point performance earlier, which was crazy scoring 20. I think it was 26 of the last 27 points for the Sixers in the fourth quarter. And then in this one, he also scored what, 20, 20 something of the last uh uh, was it 24 20 he did something in the fourth quarter again I don't I have the numbers I have my notes I uh, didn't have my notes right next to me for that one but he scored you know consecutive points once again for the team in the fourth quarter and um it, but it was how he did it Keith and I, I went back and I pointed out the game that I always loved that NB played in 2017 against the Lakers in Los Angeles where he had 46 and 15 but it was how he did it. And um, just remembering how he did it that day with the footwork, the double teams that he saw, the gym shooting, the defense that he played, as well as rebounding the basketball. And this one, to your point, was the stage, the opponent, uh, the rivalry that they put on, you know, as far as the stage, put on national televised, uh, 15 points down, had to come back. Doing it in a variety of different ways from all levels of the floor, Keith, where he was able to score from, three-point range he scored from mid post he scored from the low block he took him off the dribble and dunked and reverse dunked on him and the team and these were all big plays and we've seen him where he can get into the fourth quarter and he's fatigued we know he gets fatigued this one he didn't man he wasn't short arming anything right when he had he and Harden were running that pick and roll and they would find him right there in his sweet spot somewhere around the free throw line and he was just drilling him and he looked like he was going to make a statement. And let's not forget on a few days before that, what, three days before, the All-Star starters came out. And while his peers, the media and the players voted him as the starter, it was the fans who didn't vote him. And you know that stuff gets to him. You know that stuff bothers him. So um, he 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 really showed up. And that was that was arguably the best performance that I had seen from him in totality for everything that he did that we just talked about that went into that entire game to put that type of show on. So that that's what it was for me.
Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, totally. But the thing about it is, I'm not surprised. I mean, to be honest, yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not, and and that's what I, you know, want to say. Like, you know, it, I think this, the stage was like you said, everything was great for him because it, the way it happened, he was motivated. Joker was in front of him. I don't think Joker can guard him. He showed that he can't guard him, but it got to a point where they're kind of like apples and oranges when people say, because what people say is, yeah, Joel Embiid does this. He scores points, but how does it impact the team? Like, I mean, we see it, but I'm just saying what the national people say when they look at them and they say, well, give me okay, started on that. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like one yeah. of those, like, yeah, they're, they're in fourth place. They're this and that. Well, right now they're in second and they went up against the Joker and he did that against the Joker and the and best the, team in the West, by the way, the, the, the best team in the West. But the thing is, it's kind of like they always try to make it seem like or everybody makes it seem like it's like, OK, he scores a lot of points. But is he able to now we see it, but he scores a lot of points. But how but but. Does it matter when they're not number one and they're not doing this? Well, look, everyone saw the game and they saw how he took over and how they won the game. Now, another thing is, yes, it's apples and oranges, but he was the most valuable player on the floor against the two-time MVP. And you know what? Last year, you can make an argument with the analytics. He led the league in scoring, but you can make an argument about the analytics but I honestly believe that if he wasn't injured the first year, if he didn't miss as many games the first year, two years yep. ago, he would have won MVP. And the thing is, you got to understand something. We could talk about this. We blew in the face. They had the best record in the Eastern Conference two years ago. He was the best player, but they said he missed too many games. So now we'll see what 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 people vote. Now again. You know, the last couple of years, I was fortunate to have a vote based off of this performance. He is my vote. He's going to get my vote. Now, again, there's still plenty of season left, so it could change. But right now, if we had to vote today, Joel Embiid will get my vote. And it's not because he's in Philly, because two years ago, he didn't get my vote. But the thing is, if we if I had to vote today, Joel will get it. Well, 34 games to play, Keith, and I think they'll win a lot more games, and I think he'll play a big part in them winning a lot more games uh, going forward. The health is a big part, and he even mentioned it, but when he mentioned it this time, he mentioned health, staying healthy for the playoff run when he was asked about it. Quickly, before we get to the uh, next segment, the one thing as you talk about where people will make excuses, if you will, they already said, well, he didn't defend uh, Nikola Jokic in the second half. That was P.J. Tucker, so uh, he couldn't even do that. It was like, all right, you know, it's it's always going to be something uh, when it comes to to him. Not not the fact that Nikola Jokic seemed like he had no interest in trying to defend uh, Joel Embiid in that game. By the way, Embiid I thought was also impressive. He had two fouls in the first uh, in the first quarter and stayed out of foul trouble uh, after that happened. So and, and Jokic, they both have gotten foul trouble early and they both stayed out of foul trouble in order to stay on the floor for their respective teams. When we come back. The Sixers are riding a seven-game win streak. They are 20-4 and four in their last 24. They are rolling right now, and they have the best uh, – they have a league-best seven-game winning streak running right now. What they need to do to continue that and not get complacent and, and get beside themselves and get too fat when it comes to their winning, we'll tap into that next right here, Locked On 76ers.
Let's talk about prize picks. Tonight, I'm going to take Joel Embiid to score more than 30.5 points. Uh, LeBron James to get more than 7.5 rebounds. Kevin Durant to have less. Well, he ain't playing, so let me go with James Harden that has less than 17 assists. And Steph Curry to have more than 3.5 three-pointers, right? It's a, that's, what you, that's what it's all about with prize picks. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they will score more or less than a prize pick projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. Prize pick offers projection on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, and more. Entries can be made up to 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Fast and safe withdrawals and is currently operational in 30 states in Canada. How does it work? Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize pick will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit matchup to $100. Welcome back, Locked On 76ers. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen for your next. Check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis of our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, complacency. We know that's a, a real thing. It's human nature, and it is so when you can get a little ahead of yourself when you have the success that the Sixers are having. Seven games in a row, uh, 20 of their last 24 games beating two good, really good teams uh, this week with Brooklyn and Denver and the way that they did it, of course, with the rival aspect of it. They're in a good run right now, man. They really are. Everything seems to be clicking, even when they fight about it. George Niang and Shake Milton, it's all good. It's part of the game, <laughs> in game, uh, of just having some disagreements. They're on a roll. Um, what, what can you talk about about this team, knowing them so well, about them making sure that they don't get complacent? Do they have that in them? Do they have the necessary leadership to make sure that they don't allow that to get in the way? I mean, personally, I, I feel like they got to come out and, and play uh, the way they did the last game. You know, the, the one thing I, I like what Joel Embiid did the last game, um, but I would like to see more of that every game. And, and, and the reason why I'm saying that is he came out motivated. You know, he was on a mission to prove that he is the MVP. He was on a mission to prove that he deserves to be an all-star starter, right? And I think that really – like, we know he can score points, but as far as grabbing rebounds, doing all the things he did, you know, I, I don't want to see him taking a step back. I don't. You know, and, and when you look at this team, the Orlando Magic, you say to yourself, this is a team that's 19-31. and 31. You know, it's going to be easy for, for, for the Sixers, Right. But the one thing you say about the Orlando Magic is that they are 3-0, and I believe, against the Boston Celtics, right? Uh, they beat the Indiana Pacers, right? 
They beat New Orleans and they and they crushed New Orleans. These are three quality ball clubs, right? And yes, they they have a two game losing streak where they were they lost to Miami one ten to one hundred five. They were blitzed by Chicago uh, two days ago. But at the same time, I, I want to see the seventy sixers come out with that same intensity and 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 try to throw haymakers early, knock them out. Don't let them don't, don't just hit those jabs and say we're going to go the distance because I want them to make sure that they don't they take away all hope and all will from this team. And I just need to see that fire and that intensity for them, not just today, but moving forward. Yeah. And and of course, in this case, when we talk about it, Keith, it's more about the Sixers than it is about the Orlando Magic, with all due respect to the visitors coming here for two games on Monday and Wednesday, because the Sixers are the better team. But you're right. Uh, they had some quality wins this season against some really, really, really good teams. And they're on the they're on the up and up with the talent that they have when they arrive. their young coach and Jamal Mosley and how he gets his team together and, and ready to go. They're they're a good team. They're well. I'm not going to say they're a good team yet. They're a competitive team with some good talent on there that can get it done. We already know about uh, the number one overall pick in Paolo Bancaro last season, first team all rookie, and Franz Wagner and how good he is. They have some stuff, man, and they have to be ready to go against them and and not to your point, take the foot off the gas, keep the foot on the gas, keep it rolling, keep it coming out, come out with that same intensity as you talked about, as they did against the Denver Nuggets. Now, they had the same intensity, Keith, against the Brooklyn Nets, and it backfired on them because Embiid was a little too emotional. Uh, But in this case, it's not that one. It's just more of, again, all right, let's clean up some of the stuff, albeit two really good wins this week. Let's clean up some things. Let's go in here and let's take care of business. The other part is they played them twice already this year, in a similar series in Orlando in November, taking both of those those games, no Embiid, Harden, or Maxi in those two games, Keith, in Orlando. So the star was Shake Milton and Tobias Harris in those two games, and the Sixers blew them out 133-103 in that second game. That was a Sunday, if you remember, uh, where they crushed them, and um, they really destroyed them in that game. And the Sixers... Posted five players in double figures in the first one, six players. I mean, pardon me, six in the first one, double figures, seven in the second game in double figures. They have won nine straight in Philadelphia, Keith, uh, on the center floor over Orlando and have beat Orlando overall 10 straight times. So it's easy, of course, look at the uh, opponent across from you. And again, which is why I asked you the question about getting complacent with the success that you've had over them. They cannot, especially being two and a half games back of Boston in the in the uh, uh, seating. As far as the, as you talked about, the Sixers being the number two seed, Boston is number one, and Milwaukee won on Sunday, so they are tied with the Sixers in terms of two and a half games back of Boston. So this is what it looks like. This is going to be the race. They have to continue to pick up these wins because, as we always talk about, that March schedule is going to be so nasty. It's not kind to them. They have to just pick up wins where the wins are available to them and take down teams like the Orlando Magic again, with all due respect to the Orlando Magic. So, yeah, exactly. Hey, man, one of them things you get hope that everybody can stay healthy this That's game it. and also, and then, you know, continue to be good for the Sixers. They can continue that win streak. Um, you know, once they go to uh, San Antonio and then next thing you know, they got to play the Knicks. 
you know, that's going to be a tough one, mm-hmm. right? And then they got Boston, the game that everybody wants to see. They have, you know, these two tune, three tune-up games, and then they play two division rivals. Um, and, and that game against Boston at Boston is, is, is going to be a tough one. Ran into some Nick players on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. In town for the Birds game. You can imagine who they were. With yeah. Since, yeah, since Philadelphia, a couple guys yeah. coming back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, in our last one, we get to our matchups here of this game. Again, can't get complacent, can't overlook this young Magic team at 1931 with some quality wins under their belt. We'll talk about some key matchups for this one tonight. Final segment right here on Locked On 76ers. And as we get to that, let me tell you about TurboTax. And you need to go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Well, go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. It's taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Yes, you heard me correctly. You hear how it sounds. Let me say it again. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. So you don't have to do the taxes. You let someone else do this. We know how how struggle, you know, how much of a struggle it can be, how much of a hassle it can be, how distracting it can be because you think you're missing something and you want to make sure you're getting all the numbers correct. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing, not taxes, a lullaby, and hope not taxes, sleep through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, guaranteed, so you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Of course it does. Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Into it, TurboTax. Full service products only. Video meeting while expert does your tax required. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. All right. Welcome back here. Locked on 76ers. Keith, let's get into some uh, key matchups that you have your eye on with this team tonight. We already mentioned some pretty good players that they have individually on, on this Orlando Magic roster. What are some key matchups you're looking for, assuming that everyone plays on both sides? You know, it's, it's you know, it's, it's um, assuming that everyone plays. You know, I would like to see how, you know, Joel Embiid could, uh, you know, can go against their centers. I mean, I want to see. I mean, I expect him to dominate, but they are some nice young guys. Um, they have some athleticism. Um, I also want to see what people do against Bow Bow. <laughs> like Bow Bow has been like having some pretty good games against them. I, but, I, I, would, I wanted them to take a peek at him when he was just being tossed around in trades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he, he intrigues me. Yeah, he does. He does. I mean, you know, he's he's the quintessential modern day big. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he's not a post up type of guy. He's a seven footer with guard skills, you know, who can do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, really it, it's one of those things where you, you want to see how James Harden personally, I want to see how James Harden can impact the game going up against these young athletic guys. You know, I just want to see that um, because, you know, some people as good as James has played, he still isn't to where he used to be in, in regards to, athleticism you know what I mean not a knock against him but he's just not and it just seemed like 
game games against those athletic guards, you know, young athletic guards, they tend to got the be- better of him a little bit on it on it like attacking him defensively. So I just would like to see, you know, if he can stay in front of some of these guys. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to the Tobias Harris, Paolo Bancaro matchup, if that is the matchup, or Franz Wagner, wherever Tobias Harris is against these two young players. And if that's the case, then I'll just say simply the two forwards into PJ Tucker and Tobias Harris against Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner, because we know with the starting lineup, pardon me, their last starting lineup was Markel Fultz and Gary Harris in the backcourt. So you got a bit of a veteran backcourt there versus the young guys and Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs who are coming off the bench. But those two forwards, they are the ones that really get that team going. Wendell Carter Jr. starting at the five, in and B going at it. That's their own matchup. And to your point, the bigs in general. But yeah, uh, the two forwards, Harris and Tucker against Bancaro and Wagner, the younger Wagner, that I, I'm really interested to see how, how those two match up. If they can slow those two guys down, I think the Sixers will be in pretty good shape. Their last game, uh, the older brother, Mo Wagner, he had 21, 24 off the bench, I believe it was, uh, to lead the Orlando Magic, 21 for Cole Anthony, 11 for Jalen Suggs off the bench. And the starters, they didn't really do much in that one. And, you know, Franz had a struggle, only seven points in that game. He only took eight shots also, but he played the necessary minutes. So uh, curious as, as to... You know how it just simply played out that way but that's the matchup i'm very interested to see the two young forwards against the veterans of harris and tucker uh there uh, um tonight against the orlando magic for this two-game series yeah it should be interesting i think it will be i think it will be a fun one man these two this this young team will clip you so i'm sure doc rivers uh, has them we'll have them ready to go thanks for making locked on 76 is your first listen every day for your next listen check us out uh tomorrow for the recap of what t- takes place in this game against the orlando magic as the sixers look to extend their streak to eight again a league best seven game winning streak trying to t- extend it to eight we'll tell you what happened in this one to either do that or having the streak snap. Now, make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us? Wherever you get your podcast, you can get this podcast. And like Dee said, it's free and available. But if you want to get our YouTube channel, make sure once you go to the YouTube channel, click on the Liberty Bell, and you become a subscriber. Tonight, what you need to do is you need to listen to my man D. He's going to be on 97.5 FM, the Divine Giving Show, from 6 to midnight. So what it is is it's one of those things, D, where you're going to do the pregame, mm-hmm. and then you're going to after the game, you're going to come back on and, and finish up your show, So uh, the postgame. So listen to 97.5 FM. What you can do is listen to D, stay there, listen to the game on there if you're not watching it, um, and you then, can watch it. You just mute it. Yeah, and just mute it. <laughs> but then um, but then you can uh, read you. You can follow D on Twitter at 975. I mean, excuse me, at Devon G975. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can read my articles and uh, in the Philadelphia Inquirer, Inquirer.com. There'll be an article posted maybe 15 minutes after the game. And then there'll be, you know, follow-ups, you know, after that the next day. 
So do, do us a favor and, and keep up with us. And appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Of course, uh, the Sixers, one of the hottest teams in the NBA, and we expect it to be that way throughout heading into the playoffs. So make sure you stay here with us. Follow our coverage in, in the Enquirer.com, the Enquirer, the paper in general. And, of course, checking us out on Twitter. And if you have time, listening to my show as well. Keith, as always, man, thanks. Have fun at the game tonight, and uh, we'll catch up tomorrow. Thanks, man. All right, bro. Peace. All right.